Hi, my name's Hannah Travers and I'm your current Young European International Ms. And today I'm going to discuss what it's like to win the crown. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's it's getting lighter. Um, I can see nothing but fog. Uh, it's really creepy, actually, the view from my window when it's this foggy. I've got this big black tree about 50 metres out of my window and fog, and that is it. Um, so it's a little, it's a little bit spooky um, going on. A bit too late for Halloween, but a bit, bit, definitely a bit spooky in itself. Um, and I'm really excited to have you on because you've you've just taken the crown. Um, yeah, it's like wow. Like so I'm, I, otherwise, well, I'm I'm really bad at this. I suddenly like ask questions and then completely lose my place on all the things I wanted to ask. I'm going to stick to my list. I'm going to be good here. Um, <laughs> so before we get into how excited you are, because that's definitely something we're going to focus on today. Um, can you explain a little bit how you started in pageantry and what drew you into it? Okay, so it was actually my uh, sister queen, Hannah Tordos, who won the Mrs. Uh, division. And she started work- we started working together, and I was actually going to be her manager. And when she first came in to interview, um, it was my manager who interviewed her, and I was like, nope, you can't hire her, she's far too pretty. Um, I did that sort of found a thing. And then uh, she came to spend the day with me to see if um she could do um the phone work because it was a phone-based telesales role at the time and she we literally spent the whole afternoon talking about pageants and she was telling me about crown and glory which is one that she she runs Mm. and she convinced me to to sign up to that mainly because of the charity that it supported actually she was really really passionate about um, the charity, which was to send a little boy, I forgot what his name was now, to off to America because he had um, a cancer called neuroblastoma. Yeah. And the last resort treatment was only available at, in America at the time. We've now got proton beam therapy yeah. in the UK. So that's such a, st- such a jump forward. But at the time um, when she was talking so passionately about it, I was like, number one, really competitive. Um, so any form of competition is amazing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> number two, the the charity just uh, it just spoke to me, and I raised I can't remember how much I raised. I didn't have that much time, but I rate, like I went out and I stood in front of Asda uh, on the hottest day of the year and was raising money for for the charity. But, yeah, so yeah, it's all her fault that I'm in it. Oh, <laughs> um, and what made you sign up for the current system that you've well just won? So okay. Again, um, this year it was Hannah, but I did actually enter it last year as a missus, but because of everything going on, I decided to 
um, to pull out so that I could just focus a little bit of time on me. But I really, really love Yemi because of the motto, which is aspire to inspire. Oh, and, I love that. It, yeah, it's, it's really, really lovely. And, and what the pageant does is it allows you to choose your own platform. Mm. So something that really, really matters to you. And I've actually got two of them. Um, the first one is Crash, which is a construction-based charity that builds homes for the homeless. Mm. And I chose that for two reasons. Um, number one, because I moved to Reading in um, January this year. And the level of homelessness that there is in this town is ridiculous. It goes from two extremes. There's either people who are sort of really, really well off to people that are mm. on the streets begging and it really shocked me. I can't walk from my flat into town, which is 10 minutes without at least three people asking me, asking me for money. Um, and it's just really sad. And the second reason why I chose it is because I work in the construction industry. Um, so it allows me to speak to my, my customers about not only donating product, but donating their time to help build these homes. Yeah. So... I thought that was quite something fun to do. And then my second platform is all about wellness. So I'm really, really keen on just, just through my own personal journey, really. Um, with I, I've got healthy is the best way to, yeah. to describe it. I looked, after my, I looked after my health. I looked after my mental health first. Um, and then my physical health followed. So I'm really, really keen to encourage others just to take time out to meditate to write journals which like I think I've said before to you before the podcast um that I struggled to do myself <laughs> but actually the med- meditation's great I'm speaking at I've spoken at a wellness seminar and I've been invited back to speak again um and actually speak at a um wellness seminar for children and young adults as well next year Oh, that's amazing. It's, yeah. so, I mean, that was a lot of rambling. There was a lot in no, there. No, it's not rambling <laughs> at all. Not, not at all. It's, um, no, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, it is, it's funny that, not funny, ha-ha, um, frustrating, funny, I guess, um, that the higher, the more wealthy an area, the more chances are you do see the, the sort of homeless and the divide. Um, Windsor was one of the big places that got me. Um, and a friend that I was with pointed out that it's obviously you've got the wealthy there. So they have got they they've got more chance of getting money off people because they've got more money to give. Um, but also the tourists and things like that is attracted to it. Um, that they there's no point in being in an area and begging in an area with no people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was literally like every possible doorway they felt we were there for an evening thing so it was as people were starting to bed down for the night um it was still a warmer time of year I think it was maybe the beginning of summer and stuff so um I feel like there's sometimes more support in the winter because they're like this is just not humane to have people outside um whereas in no. the summer they're like they're not freezing to death um, but it was like one side of the road, all these homeless people bedding down for the night and the other side to have like the castle and things in the background. And it was just so like bizarre. And just going to, I was going all dressed up going to a book signing and you just feel a bit ridiculous. Um, I had the same. I went to a friend's Hendo in Brighton um, and ended up chatting to some homeless chaps and things for like an hour and a half. 
Um, yeah, I think I think what upsets me as well. So I I always talk, uh, talk to these women that are under the bridge mm. and under the underpass bit where I where I have to walk into town. And it was getting late, and I was like, "There, there are homeless shelters in Reading." And I said to her, "I was like, can you not able to go to one of the homeless shelters?'" And she said, "Not one of the free ones." She said, "Because they only accept you if you're um, taking drugs, because they want to help you try and get off drugs." She oh. was like, "So I've got to go to one where you've got to pay like three pound." Mm. And I was like, "Really?" She was like, "Yeah." She was like, "It's really, really difficult." I said to her, I was like, I'd absolutely love to give you some some money, but I don't necessarily have the money to give. But there's been days where um, people, I've walked past a, a gentleman initially, just been like, sorry, I don't carry cash because I, I don't carry cash these days. It's it's really difficult for most people because I don't know many people who do. Yeah, no, um, I don't carry cash. And it wasn't until I walked past him. He, I heard what he said. He was actually just asking for a cup of tea, someone to buy him a cup of tea. Yeah. And I turned around and I was like, is all you want a cup of tea? And he was like, yes. And I was like, well, come with me. And I took him to the nearest press and I bought him, I just bought him a cup of tea. And we had a chat as we were walking. And I think people see people on the street and they're begging or whatever but they don't understand why why they're there and a lot of people do have genuine reasons why they're there and they're still people at the end of the day Mm. and it can happen I mean people come from a very high up position and comfortable and amazing houses and stuff like that and they can still end up in that position like we there's no I I always think at the very least I always try and get a gate give eye contact and a smile um and I'm I'm quite often with my two-year-old and that can be quite tricky because I don't want to risk putting her in a vulnerable situation. Um, obviously in London, there are gangs that operate. So if you stop to give, they'll, you get pickpocketed or things like that. Or, um, I mean, I wouldn't find myself in a dark alley face-to-face with a homeless person. I wouldn't put myself down a dark alley, but there's situations yeah. where people have stopped to help and you end up being mugged and things like that. It's it's, you do have to be a bit more careful, um, particularly as I can't just I can't just sprint off if I've got a two year old in tow. Um, if the situation does come up, um, but yeah, the very least I can give is a smile, and they can have had that human interaction instead of people ignoring them. Um, and one of the things I said because in London it's it's quite hard to find a loo. Um, yeah. you, can't, you, can't find, you can't find a toilet um, and sometimes I don't want to go in and I didn't want to go in and eat and I was quite often going and buying a cup of tea or a cup of coffee just because I wanted to go to the loo um, in different yeah. places and stuff when I worked all over London um, and so I made it a thing I'd go in and buy a sandwich and a hot drink um, and take it to like the next time or I'd wait until I'd seen a homeless person and then I'd go and buy my sandwich a hot chocolate go to the loo and take yeah. it back to them because um, I thought it's I, I'd much rather pay pay my seven pounds to the for the food for the homeless person and get the trip to the yeah. And I think <laughs> I think what I like about this this charity is they're actually building the homes that mm. need it um, because there's plenty of charities that are homeless shelters and and things like that. But like the woman said to me, they they want to help a certain type of of person. Um, whereas this this charity are built building homes to, to actually put them in, 
um, which I think is is a really, really, really great charity. When I when I found out about it, I was like, yeah, definitely. It's not it's not as well known. Um, next year, I was <laughs> I've actually emailed them about maybe doing a sort of event like a pageant DIY SOS themed style yeah. event um where maybe some pageant girls go along and we we help paint um one I'm, of up houses. For that. I'm I'm good at painting I'm, I'm not well. allowed to paint my own house <laughs> someone else's but I'm sure I can if it's just white maybe <laughs> I prefer this to bed and breakfast so I can I'm definitely up for coming and helping with something like that I would love to love to come and help you so um, yeah, oh, no, I, I thought it sounded like quite a fun idea, and it gets us all actually doing something. Because we all we all helping charities, we've all got our own charities and things. But I think this is something that we can have a bit of a giggle with and fun, and actually really, really benefit someone's life almost instantly. And the things with stuff like that, because obviously pageantry still has this kind of airhead perception and stuff and things, which is incredibly frustrating when you look at how many amazing platforms and charities and stuff that uh, mm. and stuff. Hey, using that word, uh, platforms and charities are started based on people either winning or competing in pageants. Because it's not just the fact that you'll have helped that day with the painting and work. It's nice for the charity to know that they've got that support, but also that's a whole load of extra content that they can use on their social media. That's a whole load of um, extra people on site posting on social media about it. It's uh, the brand awareness sometimes is just as key as the actual fundraising. Um, yeah, so exactly. People worry that they're only, oh, they've only raised a little amount for an event and things like that. It's, it's not just that. Um, it's all the lead up. So I recently did a, a charity quiz. And I think about how many, like a thousand flyers that I went out and either gave to shops and put in windows and I went door to door. Literally, my daughter's half term was not very exciting. Um, <laughs> I literally went door to door putting flyers through the doors. Now, not a thousand people turned up to the quiz and I never would have expected that. But the logo for those two charities has passed under the eyes of all those people. Um, it might not be this time that they go, but they, because it's for brands, you're meant to see a brand seven times before you'll actually buy something. Um, and it's similar with so many other things. They, these, these charities are now going to be somewhere in the brain next time they see it. Oh, I've seen that before. I've seen that before. And slowly but surely, hopefully they'll part with some money for them. But it's, there's, there's so much more impact that pageant contestants and title holders can make beyond just the money side of it um, that we forget. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think pageant stigmas are, are a massive issue um, these days. In fact, I did a whole video about it on my social media. Um, I think because everyone just expects us whenever they talk to us. I think everyone said to me, oh, is it all just about world peace? And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's not. We do so much that people don't really, really, truly understand. And we've all got brains and we've all got careers. And, you know, yeah. it's like it's telling them about that and breaking those stigmas today. I watched a really good YouTube video of um, so the YouTube channel lady whole, uh, takes on challenges. Um, so I think she trained for 90 days like a ballerina and... Um, now I'm completely lost for any of the other challenges she does, but she does all these like quite, and she's got like a big production company. She's got like a million followers. She's a big YouTuber. And she took on the pageantry one. 
But one, don't think she picked a system that really connected with her. And they didn't talk about really any of the, the charity and platform work. She went to the, she did the gym stuff. So she went to the gym to train to, to, for her swimwear. But she had an incredible swimwear body to start with. She just tried to yeah. change it to what she thought a pageant contestant should be. And I'm like, no, and that, that's about taking the wrong system and not, not really knowing the pageant industry. But they didn't touch on, she didn't work on a platform um, she didn't have a charity she, she did fundraising events for. And I'm like, you kind of missed the most important parts. Yeah, and I definitely think, like, that's that's another stigma that she's gone with, where it's, yeah. like, every pageant girl needs to have a toned beach body, yeah. body, like, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And I broke that stigma in my head when I first started competing. Because when I started competing, I was a size 18. Mm. I was five stone heavier than what I am now. And I've only lost the weight for health reasons because I couldn't walk up a hill without being out of breath. Um, it had nothing to do with pageants. But I always say to anyone, you can be whatever size and you can you can win. You can be whatever age and you can win. Like You don't have to fit what you yeah. see at like stereotypical pageants or what you see on tv shows and, and things like that and I think it's a really really important message to get out to people yeah. um yeah there's I, th- I think whenever you see it takes a lot of guts for anyone to get up on that stage mm. no matter what your your size what your age anything um and everyone's just got has got just as good a chance of winning as the next person yeah like I did I did swimwear at a size 18 and it was the best feeling in the world I'm to get so on that excited stage. to get my mum tum out like I'm I'm doing a two-piece because I've been a mum and I've grown a human in that bit that's exposed but by wearing yeah. a two-piece I'm specifically going, going yep yeah, no I'm wearing a two-piece I want to get my mum tum out on stage um, yeah <laughs> no but that's great I think that's that's awesome like we're celebrating people's bodies and um I think when my platform my platform's been a little bit misunderstood as because I lost weight people are like it's about weight loss it's not about weight loss it's being it's about being happy and healthy in who you are and for and me things- getting on getting on stage is is great it's so empowering it's like self-empowering yeah. to people and I feel like like you said that woman's just missed the point of it completely we've actually got a whole series um on pageant bodies and the health and fitness side of things coming up soon because I'm a qualified personal trainer and sports nutritionist and um, that was my pre-baby career and I do a little bit of it still um but I went on that same journey that I gave up trying to lose weight and just decided to get healthy and funnily enough all the weight fell off um yeah. and the yeah the whole oh, the irony uh, so yeah they will I'm doing I think there's about four episodes uh that will be touching on that kind of thing as well and um, the funny thing is my it was my way in my sort of way in yesterday and my sort of body I do body tracking images that I share on my social media um mm-hmm. as part of it because I'm breaking I'm showing people how to break down goals and look at what it is you're trying to achieve but I have a little um like line I'm gonna bring it up otherwise I'm gonna misquote myself um, <laughs> which is never a good way to start um gosh you can never find the image you're looking for when you try and find it quickly uh 
So I'm, stu- I'm studying nutrition as well currently. It's a, so pageantry isn't a specific body type. Um, I love Galaxy, which is the system I compete in. I love Galaxy because it celebrates all shapes and sizes. This is my body journey. I'm not going after, um, I'm going after the body I want, not the body I think other people want. And so whenever I share my stats each month, I make sure I have that bit at the bottom because I don't want people thinking that I feel I have to get in shape for a pageant because I don't. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm going into whole episodes about my little rant about that. And, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, so I love so. that. I, I, really, I really, really love that. I like that quite. It's a good idea. Um, so uh, I've come, I've, we've spent a long time on one question I've got so many other questions so we'll try and get through them all um how do you feel to win the crown because oh, it's it's mega I mean if you're not if you're new to pageantry winning the title is is mega like people got excited yeah. about the rugby world cup I'm like no this is bigger this is bigger <laughs> I mean on in all honest honesty I was completely shocked I haven't competed for two years so I think I was just happy to in fact, I, I wanted to place in my head. I was like, no, I want, I want to come top five. And then I was like, well, maybe I want to come top three. When I, when I, Jan had told us she was going to call top three, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I really, really want to, want to aim for that if I can. Um, but I genuinely didn't think I was going to win. So if anyone who's watched Yemi will have seen, I covered my face just briefly because covering your face does not make for good photos um and I was like no why have I done this and then I suddenly started jumping up and down like a complete lunatic <laughs> <laughs> because I was I was so shocked but I was so happy I like the, the two girls Jade and uh, Chanel who I was in the top three with are both such wonderful women like both are so kind I know they both worked incredibly hard for it and when I was watching them practice on stage, I was like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those two. They're amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I was so shocked, but I'm, I'm completely honoured to, to be representing Yemi for, like, the next year and to be going and competing in Texas. Well, my next question feels really good, because if you didn't think you were going to win, um, did you have a goal for the pageant except from winning the crown? Um, so my goal for the pageant was just to, to place um I could I could lie and be like no I don't didn't want to place I don't want to place but I've already told you I'm super competitive um, and also Hannah Tordoff would completely call me out on that one uh, she'd be like no she did um I think my goal my goal was to definitely place um and I just wanted to have fun with it because I've only competed in well, I competed three times in my first year um, and all were to do with the same system. Um, so I just wanted to have fun with this because at the time I was a little, for the other ones, I was still learning about pageantry and I didn't fully understand it. Yeah. Where there's this time, the, the year that I took out um, before entering Yemi, I was still involved in pageantry. I was still going to events. Mm. I just wasn't representing any particular title um so I understood it a lot better so I just wanted to have fun with this one it's um yeah I'd be lying if I said I wasn't after the crown with galaxy but <laughs> I will keep going back until I get it Galaxy's my like chosen system I'm not worried like once I've got it that's it I'm just galaxy I want to go into judging um but it's 
my, I've, I've got another goal beyond winning that because, yeah, there's so many of you up there. You never know. It's just one person going to win it. If you haven't got another goal, then you're obviously you're going to be disappointed. But if you have like, backup goals, if you're happy with saying, yeah, just want to just get top 15 or top five, whatever it is, um, it just gives you that little bit of a boost to hit that goal if you can't yeah. necessarily get, get to the top one. Um, yeah, I think I was very done, realistic with it as well. Yeah. Like, what would you have done if you hadn't won? I would have entered Yemi again. Um, I think it's really important just to say to anyone uh, who hasn't won their system, don't be disheartened by it. Mm. Uh, like everyone works so hard. There's not one single person in pageantry who doesn't work hard for it. No one just rocks up on the day and goes, I'm going to enter this and wins it. Yeah. We we all work hard. We all practice. Um, so I just say, just don't don't give up on, on your title because I wouldn't have. I would have just I would have come back next year. I loved the feel of Yemi, so I'd just have come back next year and, and try it again. Uh, we've touched on some of the things you're going to do with your title, and I'm definitely up for the painting and decorating event. Um, are there any other things that we haven't mentioned that you want to do with your title? Um, I'm basically, I'm going to be here, there and everywhere, just um, representing the system. I've actually got three appearances this weekend. Um, oh, wow. and I was at Chase of Europe and the World on, on Wednesday I like to be busy um, so I will be here there and everywhere and obviously I'm representing Sparkles and Rhinestones as well as one of their presenters mm. so I think that's I think that's a really great thing for me to be able to do as well because it means I get to meet everyone and find out everyone else's platforms and stories which I absolutely love mm. um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to focus on my well-being platform a little bit more. I'll probably do an event based around that. Um, once I've finished and I'm fully qualified um, as a nutritional advisor, I'm going to go on and do my degree so I can be a nutritionist. Um, but I'm going to hopefully do an event around that once I'm qualified um, as well and just make it really fun. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm approaching some pageants to maybe look at running wellness workshops just like half an hour wellness workshops um, before the pageant, just to look at um, getting a psychologist on board um, to do sort of 10 minutes of mental things in case anyone, mental things, that's such a bad phrase. Yeah, but we know what you mean. <laughs> Looking at people's mental health um, within pageants, just check everyone's okay, being there if anyone needs to get anything off their chest. Um, looking at getting uh, someone who specialises in because I do kickboxing as a hobby. Mm. Um, so looking at some getting someone involved who maybe does like a self defence class. So it's really fun, but it's exercise and showing exercise can be yeah. fun. And me um, not boring people too much with maybe like a ten minute nutritional workshop to prove that you can eat healthy and you can eat quite healthy can be done on the cheap. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. so yeah that that's what I plan to do that's it's, wow. it's a lot I've only got a year to do it <laughs> <laughs> well anything you need do reach out um obviously as I said I'm a personal trainer and sports nutritionist but um I used to be a wedding and event planner so I kind of 
<laughs> I can help with both aspects of those. So yeah, do shout. That's what that's what us pageant pageant girls are all about. It's all about supporting each other, and we're so close. It's quite nice. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's <laughs> not have to travel too far. <laughs> no. Well, I'm definitely hoping to rope you into my event on the 29th of February. So save that date. Put that date in the diary. Um, <laughs> definitely. I don't know what. Don't let me paint anyone's face because I can't do that. <laughs> I will give you something I'll put you on like the cake selling stool or something that sounds perfect something would not be sounding you'd be your intelligence I think you'd be good with the numbers and the counting Um, I'll do that bit I'll I'll have sold I'm in sales so actually I'll have targeted myself to sell x mini cakes by the end of the day perfect perfect (laughs) Um, what's the one piece of advice you would give someone who's starting out in pageantry oh to be yourself um, I think in pageantry, for girls who are getting into pageantry, I think everyone goes with the stereotypes. Mm. Um, everyone thinks that it's a, so they hear that there's a, a congeniality award and they think that the whole pageant system is a popularity contest, um, which it definitely isn't. Yeah. Um, so I think be yourself, be true to who you, who you are as a person. If you're quiet and awkward, go to events and maybe talk to like one person and they'll make introductions and your confidence will grow slowly. Mm. Don't feel like you have to be the person who's talking to everyone on social media all the time um, to be the most popular person. So, so that you win. Um, I think, I think that's a really, really important thing. I've I've seen girls do it and I'm like, you're, you're talking to to me on social media. You've never met me. Um, and you're you're just trying to get me to be your friend in case I'm judging, you know that yeah. it's that kind of thing. And I think girls just need to relax a little bit and just in, enjoy it and be true to themselves. Because if you are, then it it comes through that you're a genuine person, and pe- like people like you more for it. And you'll relax and you'll have fun on stage because you're not not trying to be something you're not. Yeah, that's I why that, I like the podcast because I. I... I'm not, I can't chit-chat for the sake of chit-chat. I, I will, but it frustrates me. Like, I'm like, I feel like I've just wasted 20 minutes of my life. I'd like to have been productive with that time. And with the podcast, when I do the interviews, I get to meet amazing um, other pageant title holders and contestants. But we're having conversations with a purpose and with meaning, as opposed to trying to make friends on social media, whereas it's just sort of, oh, have you got your dress? Oh, yeah, I've got my dress. And, oh, that's nice. that's it (laughs) I know exactly what you mean and I I I love getting out and I actually I would say to anyone who's just actually getting involved in pageants as well even if your pageant because Yemi doesn't give you extra points for appearances like I know some pageants do but I would say still get out there and do the work because actually I traveled just under 5,000 miles in total and I think I spent 170-something hours on appearances. And I met so many people. And people commented, like, you've been everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, and I've met so many lovely people. And I've made genuine friends because of it. Yeah. Like, as you see the same people at, at events. And you're like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm actually getting to know you. you know, mm. it's, it's really, really lovely. 
I'm I'm really picky with my appearances, and uh, there's another podcast episode coming up about that about how how to say no. Um, really, I just say yes to everything. Yeah, it's well, I've got the I've got two businesses, and then I've got the, the added fact that I have to factor my daughter in, and if it's an appearance, I can't take her to. And sometimes, mummy needs a break. So, Miss yeah. Team GB, great. It was too far to travel that short space with her, but it fell nicely with when I could have done with just sort of a day away. Um, and yeah. a hotel that had a really nice gym so I could train there as well um, and just to have that little bit of breathing space and I did a bit of work the day before and the day of and stuff and while I was away um, but I couldn't do that every week because I wouldn't want to be away from her that much and feasibly I can't be away from her that much um, but I find ones that I can take her to I went to Zara Nortley's event she had uh, donates a cake um, it was about an hour's drive from us. I was like, I can do that there and back in a day. Um, yeah. So we literally drove an hour for an hour to drive back an hour. Um, but for an hour, my kid will sit in the back of the car and we'll sing Christmas songs. So it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I love that. It's, it's that kind of that. going through and looking at the distances. And um, I've got at the end of this month, uh, so this will go out in November. So the end of November, I've got an interesting weekend and it's sort of mapping out the distances we're going on a Friday and coming back on the Sunday but the Sunday lunchtime is the furthest event away that's Leeds so I've got to be in Leeds for Sunday lunchtime and then I'm going to have the whole drive home in one block which isn't as fun whereas on the way there we're doing it in bits Um, yeah I think I did uh four hours up to Leeds for a shoot with Charlotte Clemmie that's where um, I'm going correct. that day. <laughs> and then, I, I absolutely love her photos. I, I got them. I was like, I'm so pretty. Um, yes, you are. Her. You didn't need a picture like, to know that, though. <laughs> I know, but she just, she's amazing. You know, you're just like... It's not magical. I can't and wait. Mate, exactly. That, that's a better, better example. Um, and while I was up there, I thought, well, if I'm up there, I may as well go do something else as well. Yeah. Um, so then I went to... Abby's charity pageant which was in Wolverhampton so it was kind of on the way back Mm. um so it was sort of four hours up to Leeds and then two hours down I did like two up like a triangle but I definitely think it's it's about planning your day yeah but there's this this weekend I'm in Winchester then Brighton then Birmingham I haven't planned this very well (laughs) It's kind of all south-ish. <laughs> but Birmingham's not. That's, that's, the, 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 that's the top of the south. <laughs> okay. I'm sure they'd love to know they're being included in the south. I was like, that's, that's, the, that's the... Well, it's the Midlands, isn't it? So it's, the, it is, it's yeah. the very... It's the last bit before it's not the south anymore. So it's the top of the south. Birmingham, okay. like I've day trip to Birmingham. So Birmingham doesn't feel too bad for me. Um, yeah. I did one with Newcastle. So I went up. Um, I tried on a dress near me and they, it was, I was like, I may lose the weight to fit in this, but I didn't want that pressure and my boobs weren't going to be very happy in it. Even if I lost the weight where it wouldn't do up, my boobs were going to be a bit restricted. Um, And they had it in a bigger size, one in uh, Shirley near Birmingham and another one in Manchester. So I had the 14 in Birmingham, the 12 in Manchester I was meeting some of the other girls at the dress studio in Warrington, which is where um, Pageant Girl HQ is, which is the, the people that run Galaxy. Uh, so I was meeting them there. And then the final destination was to go to Harriet Lane, Miss International UK's charity event, her big charity event of her title um, in Newcastle. 
and then come back down. I was doing it without my daughter, so it was a bit easier. Um, And then worked out that pretty much smack on the route was the lady that was making the belt for my fashion wear. So it was literally belt, try on one dress. Luckily that fit, so I managed to cut out one of the Manchester stops and then up to Warrington (laughs) and stayed overnight there and then did the dress studio and then went up to Newcastle the next day and did her event that night. And then she was like, oh, and there's a pageant tomorrow. There's a charity pageant that's being run by one of the other Galaxy girls. It was like, great. One, it's not lovely another appearance to do. I got to spend a bit more time with Harriet and her mum. And, and I went and supported and met another Galaxy girl that I hadn't met face-to-face yet um, before driving back down. And I was just like, like pageant overload, but in a good way. <laughs> I bet you had a hangover, oh, a pageant hangover. Pageant yeah. hangover. My <laughs> bank account had a mega hangover because I ended up buying a dress at the dress studio as well. Oh, and oh my, my goodness the belt and my what is my evening gown for galaxy I ended up I thought they might take a deposit and it wasn't they were like no we don't you have to pay in full now and it was over budget and I was like oh do I do this but it's it's my dream dress so yes I did it oh it's, it's always worth it if it's your dream dress anyway beautiful beautiful um so nearly finished one more question uh well sort of one more question uh what would you say to someone that's really uh, that's recently lost their chosen pageant um, not to give up, not to be disheartened, uh, and to just watch back the videos if you've got videos and learn what you could have done better, like learn from it. So watch your videos and watch the person who's won yeah. and learn from it. And you're actually, I'm a massive advocate for, for training as well. Like I think there's no such thing as luck. Like you've got, if you want something, you've got to work for it. And despite the fact that I've said I was quite happy just placing, I worked to just in my head place somewhere. Um, I went to Ruth Wade's pageant workshop, which is like a free workshop that she holds once a month. Um, I did Hannah Golding's um, pageant confidence training. And I also did, I think it worked out about seven hours worth of training with Mark and Caroline Tooby. Mm-hmm. um so uh, where I traveled I did that in a day I got to north I drove up to North Wales <laughs> before four hours or just over four hours did seven hours worth of training and then drove back in a day I was exhausted but then it's just it's practicing so I, I would say don't don't give up just work so hard like get get the training use learn from learn from videos and just keep going because if you do it then you'll you'll get it if you work hard people see and, and it pays off uh, yeah I, I I love how you've calculated the hours that you spent on like appearances and stuff I'm too scared to do that he <laughs> 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 doesn't want to know like I, I should I'll have to go back through my list at some point and I'm I'm updating trying to keep my appearance book updated as I go so I don't suddenly have a mad dash at the end um, and I like to share all the pictures and stuff on my social. Media. I see. I yeah. I I think that is what I think. Sharing photos on social media. There's some there's some girls who who go and do all these appearances, and they put them in their book, but they're not showing them on social media. It's like don't don't be afraid to show it on social yeah. media. Shout about what you're doing. Like you're not gonna, especially if a pageant doesn't have points for appearances. Yeah. share share it on social media shout about what you're doing um don't don't be like oh, i'm gonna have a 
secret secret appearance book and shock everyone that I've done 100 appearances when I show up. Just mm. shout, shout about it because people then recognise what you're doing as well, you know. And it adds additional value. It helps you find other appearances. People are like, oh, yeah. I saw that you did this. I'd love you to come and do this for me. Um, exactly. And, and you're supposed to be representing the pageant system at the end of the day as well. So if you're, if you're going everywhere and you're posting about it on social media, you're, you're showing that, like, for example, yummy girls get out and do stuff. Yeah. Like we, we support other pageant girls in what, in what they're doing and we then show we represent Yemi in a positive way on social media. Mm. I did a, I launched a campaign recently that's sort of, it's, it's going to be a slow burn one. Um, I just want to, I want to, because I want to keep it going as opposed to it just lasts for a short time. And um, with the video of hashtag real face of pageantry, because I don't think we talk enough about all the hard work that goes in behind. Um, and I want particularly new ladies coming into pageantry that then don't win. And they're like, why, why I did, I got up and walked nicely. And it's like, no, look at all the other stuff that the other contestants were doing. But if we don't talk about it, the new people aren't going to know. And also the people that are judging pageantry, not the pageant judges, but the the judgmental of pageantry, Mm. they need to see all the work and effort that we put in and understand and appreciate what it really means to be a contestant and a title holder. So, um, yeah, I did the, the video, The Real Face of Pageantry, which says, look, this is, when yes, sparkle's great and things, and we love that, and we love the beautiful headshots, but we are also the sweaty gym sessions and the stuffing the, the charity <laughs> bags at stupid o'clock in the morning and all those, we're all those things too. We're all the, plat- we're the platforms and launching campaigns and yeah. anti-bullying and stuff. We're all these other amazing things. Um, Hannah Golding's in, I've got a video clip of her there with her crown and her sash pushing her daughter along off to appearance and um, yeah. like try to include lots of uh, photos and stuff of different pageant girls and to just <laughs> show that the amazing variety of women out there that are doing all these amazing things um because yeah it's a it it is so much more than what you see on stage and I love the stage bit don't get me wrong I absolutely love the stage bit I love sparkles and glitter and Mm. um, the beautiful dresses and I'm so excited about my outfits for galaxy but what (laughs) really pulls at my heart and soul with pageantry is everything that goes on behind it Um, about all these amazing women achieving amazing things um and if we want the next generation to feel confident in talking about their what they're achieving and their goals and their aspirations and the amazing things they're doing as well, then we need to step up now and do that. We need to set the example now, be it for the younger pageant girls coming through or our children coming growing up one day. Um, we need to set that example now and be like, no, we are women and we can be proud and confident of what we're doing in the world because it's yeah, awesome. Exactly. When you stop shying away from it. We are awesome. And exactly. I started laughing when you were talking about I started laughing when you were talking about um sweating in the gym because I just thought if people really knew what we all looked backstage before we <laughs> yeah. went on. I was like, it's, it's so hot and sweaty back there. Yeah. And it's yeah. I it's just not glamorous. I think at Yemi, I just kept shouting like in the changing rooms just to pre-warn everyone. Everyone I was t- every time I was getting changed, I'm like, I'm naked. <laughs> like just none of none of my dresses was were suitable for, for like much underwear. So I was just like, yeah. I'm naked. Everyone, don't look. <laughs> like you know, and it's just, it's hot. And, like, I, I helped at Voluptuous, and the girls were like, Oh, we're so hot and sweaty, and I'm like. 
yeah, it's, if so people exactly. could see us, if people could see us now, like, yeah. you know, they would they'd be like, how do you look so glamorous and put together when you're actually on stage? <laughs> I'm <laughs> such a home bunny. I love getting ready in my own space and stuff, even hotels and stuff. I'm not so, and I'm, I'm, fair, I'm not a minimalist, but I'm fairly minimal. So I tend to just take what I need when I go away now. Um, yeah. But I like, I like my own space. So I'm not, that's actually probably what I'm looking forward to the least is the not having my own room to get changed in. I don't, I'm, I'm, Sounds weird. I'm quite happy just being naked in front of everyone. I've done enough amateur theatre where you've like, I literally had to get my costume changes were on the cliff edge um, <laughs> in Cornwall for an outdoor theatre once. So I'm like, that doesn't bother me. But I just, I like having my things out neatly and knowing where everything is. But when there's so many of you getting changed and like the galaxy change rooms are fairly big, but it's still like, this is my space. Just please, yeah. I need my personal space. Oh, a little tip I got off that. I was uh, reading Beth Johansson's pageant blog thing. She shared something with some of the Emmy girls. And actually, it was an amazing idea that she'd had. It was like these packing cubes, but I didn't have enough time to go buy packing cubes. So I used shoe boxes that I had because yeah. I've got far too many. And I put my red, white, and blue wear and my earrings and my shoes all in one shoe box for that. I did the same with my fashion wear. And then my evening wear was in the in the dress bag. So everything was really super organized yeah. for, for my outfit. So as you're running off on off stage, I've never been so calm for a pageant in my whole life. So I have my own hanging rail, which you then oh, share. Nice. I don't need the whole thing, although my evening gown is big. But so you can share it, but you can still say, look, I did bring this. I do have first priority of using it <laughs> um, and uh, well swimwear I can't really put on a hanger but my my evening wear my fashion wear my opening round on hangers with then um, a fabric bag and hang the fabric bag on the hanger that has all my earrings and bits in it um, yeah and labeling everything as well I'm like all all about the labels I love a, I love my label maker <laughs> <laughs> new pageant girls be organized just yeah. be organized and it's less stressful <laughs> yeah definitely definitely oh um, there'll be more episodes about the organization when I run up to a competing galaxy I've got my that sort of head on a bit more so um my actual last question because I can hear my daughter is chatting away in the background so I better go and and take it over from my other half and um, where can we find you on social media um, so I have just changed my Instagram, uh, which is young European international underscore Ms. Awesome. MS Ms. Yeah. Yeah. MS Ms. Yeah. Just, just for those listening briefly, that's <laughs> MS Ms. Um, so I'm also an MS. All the, all the best title holders are MS. Um, <laughs> I like yeah. being an MS. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll make sure that you've, You've sent me those over, so I will tag them all in the show notes of this episode. So thank you very much for for joining me today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, So, so excited for what we've got coming out with season two. Uh, It's really evolved from season one. um, Some absolutely amazing interviews. We're going to get Hannah back on for another episode because we had one planned and then she won a cra- the crown so we had to adapt this episode slightly so mm-hmm. we will de- definitely get you back on and you've also got your Sunday Slam interview coming out in a couple of weeks too so 
loads from Hannah. <laughs> everyone's going to have a Hannah overload. I'm Hannah sorry, guys. Overload. <laughs> oh, no, we, we, lo- we love a Hannah overload. That's good. Um, please make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you're using, if there is a subscribe feature. And also, if there is an opportunity to review, I know iTunes that there is, so I'd love people to rock over to iTunes, hit the star rating and write a review. It helps the podcast appear in more lists. So we can connect with pageant contestants, particularly if they're new to the industry and don't know how to find us and find the information as much, but also that we're reaching out to people outside of the pageant industry. If we want to grow as an industry, we need to reach beyond the industry. And those ratings and reviews really do help with that. So have a wonderful day, Hannah. And thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.